0: The fundamental story of Genesis is something like this, and it's perhaps the most brilliant contribution of Judeo-Christian thought to world history. It's... its total impact is virtually incalculable. The idea is this, that chaos can be conceptualized as something that has an essentially feminine aspect, as a matrix. And a matrix is a structure from which other structures emerge. And the story in Genesis makes the hypothesis that logos, which is the word of God, a phenomena associated with speech and communication and logic, logos, logic, rationality, courage, exploration, all combined into a single entity or trait, logos. The combination of logos and chaos is what brings order into being. That's what the story in Genesis means. It's not an empirical Description of the origin of objects, it's a phenomenological description of the origin of experience, the idea being that without the piercing glance of whatever consciousness is, whatever the background of experience is, the matrix, chaos, cannot be conceptualized as real. It takes the interplay between the feminine principle, chaos, and the masculine principle, logos, in order to produce being. Now, that's of substantial importance when you give some consideration to the fact that immediately in Genesis, after the establishment of livable order, the deity Yahweh identifies the individual human being with logos, right? Made in God's image, that's the essential characteristic of the human being. And what that means is that the logos that operates in human beings, which is this capacity to make order out of chaos, is identical to the principle that gives rise to the cosmos from a mythological perspective. So it partakes of the deity in a very direct sense insofar as being itself is dependent on its operation. Now, it's still possible to claim, given that perspective, that a story with that sort of structure is superstitious, and that it doesn't bear any relationship to what actually constitutes reality. But you have to understand that that story, old as it is, is predicated on older stories, and it's on the ground that those older stories establish that our entire concept of natural rights rests. So if you believe that natural rights have an existence that's more than merely arbitrary, the reason you believe that is because they're predica- those rights are predicated on the ideas that are expressed in these myths.